Hi and welcome to this week's Three Legs Four Wheels F1 Lockdown Podcast. It's Paul here with Sean, Chris, and Lee. That's definitely not caught off guard and might be buying a game on Steam. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, what are you buying? Uh, Cloud Punk. What the hell's that when it's at home? Right. Please tell it's... me it's a vaping simulator. No, it's not. Unfortunately, <laughs> it sounds like it, it loops... should be. Oh, He's yeah. gone, you've gone. No, I... You went quiet then. Yeah, you did. So not only is he buying a game, he's downloading it and using all his bandwidth, so he might be quiet tonight. <laughs> oh, Lee. The, um, it's, if you think of old-school GTA, like top-down GTA, but instead of being in a city, it's in, like, Blade Runner future, and it's all voxly and cool. Eh, might, have, might have a look at that one at some point. Been too, been too busy on iRacing and Uncharted and anything else that's been given away free at the minute. Yeah. Oh, have you got all of the Uncharted games, Paul? Um, yeah, the um, the first three Sony are giving away to all PlayStation owners for staying in. Oh, nice. I got. I've already got them, but I, the, the, up to the end of the fourth one, I think that that's the 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 first time I played like a full, um, like I was about to say trilogy then quadrilogy of games, like a full family of games from start to to end, sort of as they came out. Uh, I love the Uncharted games. I thought they were brilliant. I do. I thought the last one's a masterpiece. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to have a go at them at some point. It's just bizarrely um, the way things are these days. Finding the time. To be, uh, do you know what? I, I have less time now than I did beforehand because there was always like a couple of hours in the day or something where if I finished early or something like that where there'd be no child and no girlfriend and I could just do stuff. But there's people here all the time now. They won't leave. They won't. <laughs> it's like they think they fucking live here, mate. <laughs> I think I'm probably in a similar thing in that I would normally get home from work and have the place to myself, but Paul, you're here. I'm here, but I'm, <laughs> but I'm still working. And... Just I'm like Nico Rosberg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm currently sat in Izzy's work space. I'm in the office, which is actually just a third bedroom. It's not really an office. Um, but, yeah, so Izzy spends most of the day in here, and then she comes downstairs when she finishes work, and I'm just like, well, you've, you've just been upstairs. It doesn't, surely it can't feel like you've finished work if you've just been upstairs. Yeah, you haven't, got, you haven't got that time to you know leave the building and just sort of do that thing where you ah, have a bit of a sigh and sort of just like a collective sort of just you know thinking about what you're going to do when you get home if you're already at home. Yeah, I've, I've got it worse than that. I'm about ten feet away from my desk. Yeah, I know where your computer's set up. <laughs> yeah, and then I'll, once we finish this podcast, I will be going back into my home office to mix the damn thing and upload it. And I've also been asked, once I'm done at about 10 o'clock, any chance I can jump back onto the work servers and um, just do a little bit of a server maintenance routine at 10 o'clock tonight. How much are you charging? Um, it's to be discussed, but there's going to be at least a day's holiday involved. Oh, very nice. I was going to say, exactly, a day's holiday is what you don't want right now, surely. <laughs> Well, I've got I've got like four weeks to take before the end of September, and I don't know how I'm how I'm going to manage to use it. You're no, going to do exactly the same thing as you're doing now, but without the work during the day. You say that, but I I booked Friday off right because Thursday, Thursday night it was the first round of the NFL draft, and as you know, bit of an NFL fan. 
mainly the 49ers. Yeah. So I thought, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay up and uh, stay up and watch that. Uh, get, go to bed around about sort of four-ish. Have a lie until maybe ten or eleven. Just not do any work during the day. By one o'clock that afternoon, I was sick of my phone ringing or buzzing itself off um, off the table, and had to answer a load of emails and emergency support calls. And then, joy of joys, on my day off, had to do an anti-money laundering course. Oh, lovely. Ugh. You know, that is one day off I'll never get back. But, yeah, I, ju- I just want a day away from the computer where I can turn the PlayStation on. The other computer. The other computer. The one, that, the, one the fun one rather than the business one. Mm. The fun pewter. <laughs> I've, I've been pricing up fun pewters at the minute. I can't, I can't do it yet, but I think I might, I might buy... A fun pewter. When's that ever stopped you? You got one of those. One of those. Ins- it was an alien. The um, laptop that you got. You still got that? Oh yeah, she's grand, and that, that's what I'm using at the moment. Plugged into the the monitor for when I'm using it, doing eye race and stuff like that. But um, I, yeah, I think the uh, there's more games coming out that I think will be good on PC, like Cyberpunk and stuff like that. I like playing things with whizzy bang graphics. Yeah, but as you've discussed before, to get the whizzy bang graphics, you've got to spend a whizzy banging hell of a lot of money. About a grand is what I've been, what I've been looking at, for about 1,100 quid. Okay, that's the graphics card taken care of. And now what about the rest of the box? No, as long as, <laughs> as, long as you don't go NVIDIA and just go and go for AMD stuff, it's not, it's not too bad. Anyway, we're going completely off track here, venturing into Patreon territory, and seeing as we've mixed, are- bo- mixed both of these shows these days at the minute while there's no F1... There's some F1 to talk about. Yeah, there's actually some kind of news to discuss in that the, uh, uh, we got the official cancellation of the French Grand Prix for the rest of the season. Yep, now that, that is absolutely 100% cancelled. There will not be a French Grand Prix. Even in the new calendar that's going to come out. Yeah. Uh, and then we've got the... And then we've got the... the I'm pretty sure the British Grand Prix has been cancelled as well. Postponed um, is the official one, which means it can happen this year. But not with fans. But not with fans. What, Silberst- what Silverstone have said is if the British Grand Prix was to go ahead, it would be behind closed doors. Yeah, which makes sense. I think Formula One themselves put out a video earlier on, on Twitter with a, you know, basically just stating what they said at, earlier on, that the season is going to start in Europe and is going to be probably behind closed doors until October, November time, which is when they're looking at getting to the Americas. Yeah, so what they are actually planning on doing is, according to their official tweet from 9.47 this morning, an official statement from Chase Carey, starting in Austria on the weekend of July 3rd to 5th. So a yeah. li- little over two months away. Which is good news for us, because that is a bank holiday weekend. It is over here, it isn't is. it? Yes, we've got bank holiday on the Monday, so we can, we can actually have a stay-at-home virtual lockdown drink while drink while you celebrate watching a Grand Prix party. Mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't you don't have to if you don't want to. It's, it's, not, it's not compulsory, but it's the Isle of Man, so you drink on that weekend anyway. Yes, because it's a weekend... Well, because it's a day. Well, you get the mon- Although- you get the Monday off, so that that calls for Sunday drinking, and obviously it's Independence Day weekend in the US, so you probably get the Monday off as a bank holiday as well. So everybody suffers drinks. 
gets hung over. Mm-hmm. Um, but from the looks of things, it's going to be two consecutive race weekends at the Red Bull Ring. So the rounds one and two. Round one and Red two, Bull followed Ring. by a couple of rounds at Silverstone. Three and four. They usually follow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to count up to look at because they need at least eight races, don't they? Which eight, is eight races on three continents. That's that's the major issue. Well, they're claiming four continents here. Are looking at their um, thing, but I I don't think it counts because what they've got is they got Europe. Yes, that's definitely a continent. Eurasia, no, that's a band from the eighties. <laughs> uh, and so so Asia, yes, that's a continent. Uh, the Americas are a continent so that's their three continents but then they've just thrown in middle east which is which isn't a, it's an area <laughs> it's, it's it not part of asia is it not yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it roused my suspicion when they tried to put um oh, oceana in as well that's a real one that's a real continent what is it yes yeah. Oh, right, sorry. <laughs> Fake Australia. Is this like yeah. our is this like our mate's daughter who thought um Lapland and reindeers didn't exist and they were just made up as part of the whole Santa story? No, no, it's absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean climate wise, it's very much the polar opposite. <laughs> nice. Is this the girl who has the uh the, the Facebook the Facebook, group? the Facebook tribute group to the things that she said? Duck yeah, is it made it just, from real duck? Yeah, was it set up by her parents? Uh, no, I think it was a mum's best mate that did it. And I thought it was a colleague. Oh, but was it? the parents do contribute more than most other people. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so, subject to um, things going completely even more tits up than they currently are, um, Formula One are looking at starting in Austria. Um, September, uh, September, October, November, racing in Eurasia, Asia, and the Americas, and finishing the season in the Gulf in December with Bahrain and Abu Dhabi, and being able to get fifteen to eighteen races in. Yeah, we discussed last week. Was it Sean? Did you say that there were five configurations of the Bahrain circuit that could be used for a Formula One race? There are. I wouldn't mind bet. Yes, there are five that have grade one status with the FIA. And we know that Abu Dhabi has the contract to hold the final race of the season. So that's why the Middle East is is in December, why they're aiming at the moment for the Middle East um, to end the season in December. And they also have weather for it in December, unlike the majority of the places. Yeah, yeah. Well, Australia could 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 hold the race. They used to close the season off in like October, November time, didn't they? But the... um, yeah, it's uh, look at look at it, Bahrain. I wouldn't be surprised if you know talking about Austria having two races to start the season and Silverstone having a couple. Uh, I really wouldn't be surprised to see two, maybe even three rounds at Bahrain um, before heading off to Abu Dhabi. Quite likely the week before Christmas. Yeah, I mean we could we could be we could be going up to sort of mid December, sort of eighteenth, nineteenth, late, latest finish yet. Um, also, the Circuit de, Ca- Circuit de Catalunya Barcelona, to give it its full name now. <laughs> yes. yes, Barcelona. Barcelona. Yeah. Um, they've also said they're open to hosting a race in the summer, which is a departure from their usual one because they normally 
kick off the European season around about May. And the reason that they don't have races in uh, during the summer is mainly because of uh, tourism. They host a lot of other things there as well. Don't yeah, they? they have they have the bikes. I think they have a few different brands of bike. Yeah, they have. I think they have a lot of the the lesser formula. Like I think they have regional European. They have Euro Formula. There's, rally there's, Cross go yeah. there. World yeah, rally there's cross. things there more weekends than there aren't. I think. Yeah, but now it looks like um, Barcelona have said they should be available to host a behind-closed-doors race in July or August. So that gives that gives another option for actually getting a European race in. Uh, to quote the Artspot article, usually Barcelona would not want a summer date because locals are on holiday and the city is busy with tourists, but the current situation and the prospect of a closed-doors event means that all op- options are open. Fair enough. So let's try and, let's try and work out a calendar then, shall we, just for uh, shits and giggles. So we've got Austria... And then again, Austria. And then I've, I've got my notepad here in front of me. I'm not just <laughs> saying words out loud. Uh, and then... I do, I do, I do wonder of, sometimes. Two rounds of Britain, which would have been the British Grand Prix. Yeah. Um, whether they might give them different names or not, I'm not entirely sure. The British Grand Prix and the UK Grand Prix. Maybe, yeah. Austria and Bavaria, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so then we have the, I mean, if, if Spain, if Barcelona does too, you could have the Spanish Grand Prix and the Catalan Grand Prix. Works you certainly could, that wouldn't go down well, would it? But <laughs> <laughs> so sh- I mean, to be honest, down- with, with where Barcelona is, you could actually have the Andorran Grand Prix and the Catalan Grand Prix, and you could leave Spain out of the equation completely, and I'd think, to be honest, most of Catalonia would be happy with that. It, 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 it does go by the Catalan Grand Prix in, in the MotoGP calendar, doesn't it? Because the it Spanish Grand Prix yeah. is Jerez? Valencia. Uh, Valencia, or, Valencia. Or one of the others. It's just an excuse for Spain to have as many MotoGP races as possible to sell more Marquez merch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think there'll be full races? I don't see why not. Yeah, I... Um, I don't think there'll be full full race weekends, but there'll be full di- full distance races. I see. I feel it's going to be a um, GP two type situation with a sprint race. Now this lends itself to what you uh, what you caught Lando Norris saying on an interview, Lee. Mm-hmm. Do you want to explain that to the masses in your he said, newly deepened I voice? See, at some point, he was asked what the. Um, like what was going on Formula One season wise, and he said that he didn't know nothing had been sort of put forward, but he'd been told to physically prepare for two races a weekend from July till the end of the year. He shouldn't have to physically prepare. He's young and he's not long come out of F two. He'd be fine. I'm sure he'd be fine. <laughs> um, but like I, I, I can't see it be in two full race distances because ju- just for the f- like components and stuff you'd need to bring to the circuits to do two full races. Yeah, but if it's two, fu- two full races in consecutive weeks, maybe when they're saying do two races, uh, was it two races a week or two races a weekend? Weekend. Hmm. I mean, if they're doing two races a weekend, they're not going to be doing full practice sessions, so engine usage shouldn't be an issue. And if they're only doing 15 to 18 rounds, they'd probably have one going spare anyway. I would they, also, they also don't have to worry about make it, uh, having on-track action at any time to keep fans in the, state, like, in the cut circuit. 
Yeah, so I, th- I think we can we can probably take from this we'll be kissing goodbye to uh, F two and F three this year. Yes, yeah, that's she's. Yeah, good. I would imagine so. Um, which saves Williams a problem because they now don't need to find an excuse not to put Dan Tictum in the car. I don't. I, <laughs> what well, seems odd. Well, he never completes a season with anyone, does he? I don't know. <laughs> All right. He's your favourite driver. You should know more about him. I feel like this is an attack on Dan Tictum and myself. <laughs> Are you not his agent? <laughs> no, not at the minute. Not the minute. Well, yeah, there's, there's nothing going, is there? I've, to, I've had to put him on the uh, wage replacement scheme, so he's getting £280 a week. So uh, no, apparently, we'll, we'll just... apparently he rage quit the, um, the Williams challenge that was um, showing live on TV last night because he was last, so he switched off. <laughs> <laughs> right, I've written down a calendar, and Go on, I'm take us getting, through your calendar. Well, I just you got. I got. I've got a 17 race calendar, only using the first two races twice. So, I've got Austria, Austria, as we just discussed, Britain, Britain. Oh no, sorry, and then Spain, Spain, two Spains as well, and then we're looking at. If they're going to start the European season early July, you're going to say that we're going to be in August by that time. So then we revert to almost the original calendar for the next few races. Hungary, Belgium and Italy. It will definitely not be Belgium. They're doing no sport until the end of September. No sport in Belgium. I'll get rid of Belgium. Because everyone is dead. Um, One thing that that hasn't been mentioned is Germany is about to start doing sport behind closed doors, so we could see a surprise uh, surprise reprieve for Hockenheim. Well, let's put Germany in there, then, where where Belgium was. Yeah, same same colours of flag, slightly different config. Yeah, just, 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 yeah, slightly different configuration, as you say. Sort of flip it upside down and then rearrange the uh, colours around a bit. There you are. Same race. then, (laughs) Then you've got a Rubik's Cube. Yeah. Or we could have the Belgian Grand Prix at the Nürburgring. We've had the Luxembourg one there before, so so why not? Um, we've got... So, yeah, so round seven at Hungary, round eight Germany, maybe. Round nine Italy, depending on the situation, of course, in, in Italy. And then it says September, October, Eurasia and Asia. So, so all I so can think Russia. of for that really is... Well, Baku and Sochi, that's it. Mm. Yes. Baku, yeah. Sochi, uh, and then and then you're looking at Singapore, Japan, uh, and then and then the the very hotly contested as to whether or not they're ever going to happen. Vietnam, China, and then finishing Bahrain, Abu Dhabi. That's seventeen rounds. I mean, there is there is always a chance that um, because nothing been cancelled yet in U.S., Mexico, and Brazil. I've totally forgotten all about them. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, that, it, it may Should we it, say that China, China and Vietnam are probably not going to happen, are they? Let's be honest. Probably not. I can't, see Viet- I can't see Vietnam happening because it's a street circuit. That would be the issue. US and Mexico in their places? I would say Mexico probably more likely than US at the moment. Canada, no. Don't don't think Canada's going to happen because again parts of parts of that are public road. Yeah, they've got quite a small window weather-wise as well, haven't they? I think they said. Yeah, there's not a chance. So there's not a chance to... of holding it before, um, after the end of September. U.S., Mexico, Brazil, then. 
that, and then we've got 18 races. That that would work. I think we might lose Baku. Um, might lose one of Baku or Sochi. Sochi, I this think, is a has good the bigger, game. I like this game. Checkbook would be my guess there. You want to tell what? Putin he's not getting his race? I know also. No, no, no. Tell have, him that he is getting his race. Very few cases, haven't they? Allegedly. Tell Putin, Allegedly. Tell Putin that he is getting his race, but don't go there and just put one camera and um, the ghost of Jeremy Beadle in the cool-down room and let him turn up in there afterwards expecting to see the drivers, and then there's just nobody. Gotcha. <laughs> oh, dear. That's not going to work. Also, it was Noel Edmonds that did gotchas. Well, I know, but Jeremy Beadle was the bigger pranker. <coughs> I said pranker. Uh, I just want him to shake hands with Robert Kubica. <laughs> Who, Jeremy Beadle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do the American listeners know Jeremy Beadle? I have a vague idea that the answer is not got a clue who he is. That's one for them to Google. Yeah. But on the other hand... Oh, come on. Sorry. But no, I like, I like this game. It, I want people to tweet us... We, we, all, we all got our own individual uh, Twitter handles. You can tweet us. You can tweet me, at Flood21. Your idea for a calendar going forward from July the 3rd to the 5th in, in Austria uh, and see what you can come up with. Because I've got Austria, Austria, Britain, Britain, Spain, Spain, Hungary, Germany, uh, Italy, Baku, uh, Sochi, Singapore, Japan, US, Mexico, Brazil, Bahrain, Abu Dhabi for 18 races. And uh, it just happens to be a list of, of places that I'm not going to finish that joke. <laughs> I suppose the thing is, when you think about it, if, if, if we can actually have a race in Spain, I don't see why we can't have a race anywhere. Because Spain has been ravaged, hasn't it? Yeah, they started relieving their um, corona, you know, lifting their, their um, sanctions on, on the people. Mm-hmm. Um, relaxing their social distancing measures, etc. Um, they allowed children to go outside for the first time in six weeks yesterday. So they're, they're slowly, slowly relaxing it. A lot of the, Span- a Span- lot of the Spanish um, Corona lockdown fact. My mum's had to get a fake ID saying that she's younger than she is, so she can go to the shop because no over seventies are actually allowed to do any shopping. That's illegal. <laughs> that so, is illegal. So, for the first time in history, somebody's got a fake ID to make themselves younger to buy booze. It's fucking crazy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Where do they check your ID? Like on the way out of the compound, or? Um, usually when you're queuing to get into a shop. But my mum's never been checked so far. But she. She has got a um, hastily altered document with her. <laughs> Is that from the same oh person dear. who does the aircon? <coughs> it might be from the same person that does the aircon, knowing my uh, knowing my parents' aircon supplier and other things that he supplies, and it turned out not to be CBD. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I think it was CBD. It just that it wasn't just CBD. Was <laughs> CBD was involved in it in a smaller percentage than she'd have been expecting. <laughs> Your parents are illegal. <laughs> that's, 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 that's one way of describing I, I think at that point you stop calling it CBD and you just refer to them as edibles. <laughs> <laughs> it was. So, go, going swiftly back, yeah, Spain's starting to um, relieve, the, uh, relieve the lockdown because 
thankfully, um, cases are starting to slow down over there. And it does mean that we are gradually looking forward to getting a resumption of, albeit behind closed doors, sport. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, we, it's there's, there's a worry that in some, some quarters that our country's doing things too soon. And F1 have kind of addressed this as well in the statement, saying it just depends how the global situation goes and situations in each country that we plan on visiting. And even when we do release a calendar, it is still subject to change. I suspect they'll probably pencil in more like 20 races, knowing full well that just in case yeah some of them won't be able to take place so that when they end up scratching a few off they've still got enough for the championship now let's go back to lee's idea of having like the two races over a weekend which is you know something that lando norris may or may not have let slip on purpose or perhaps it was just a passing comment that got taken the wrong way but in which case You'd be looking then as if they're going to go two consecutive weekends in Austria, rounds one, two, three, and four in Austria. <laughs> I mean, I like Austria. I think it's a strong choice for a season opener. I think it's usually one you get a, a good race at. Whether you want four of them in a row, I don't know. Yeah, like two sprint races and then two feature races, I guess you'd call them, if we're going to use the... Uh... F two terms. Mm. Oh, they is. Did we decide whether Austria could be run backwards? I want to say no. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of runoff areas because it does it does MotoGP as well, doesn't it? So it's gravelly. Yeah. yeah so there's a lot of runoff areas um, around the corners, but there's a lot of on the insides of those corners in the normal way round. You're looking at sort of wood and trees and hills. And nowhere, nowhere to put gravel or runoff. I'm only, I'm just, I'm trying to think of it in my head. And the, the only one I can, I can really think of as being an issue would be, the final turn, which is essentially turn, which would become turn one. But that's got a massive runoff area on it. Um, turn three as well would be, uh, would be quite difficult. The one at the top of the hill, you know, where uh, Kimi and Alonso parked on one on top of the other. And where uh, Charles and Max had their coming together last year. Yeah, but that that was virtually on the straight, though, wasn't it? Coming yeah, but, off there. Yeah, but at that corner, there's nothing. Um, the out the outside of that is. Um, it looks like a. It looks like a. Um, what do you call it? Like a freight park. It looks like where they put the trucks. Right. Okay. <laughs> probably not. It's probably a no. It's probably and definitely not ideal. Um, because there's a surprising number, of, surprisingly few number of circuits that you could actually run backwards when uh, when you look at it. Yeah. yeah. So um, all, all those all those games that said you know pass every track and you can run everyone in reverse, they lied. So what would be the penultimate turn, which is the one that has the big Austrian flag on the outside? If you go around it the wrong way round and go wide, you are in a forest. It's okay. Yeah. That 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 would that wouldn't work. I think I don't. Th- think it's one that they could get away with backwards. Yeah, we may uh, we may not we may not get uh, two ways round on that one. Um Matt Steele just popped up on the chat saying it's a wall, uh, there's no counterclockwise runoff at the Red Bull ring. In which case we can definitely discount it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh Matt Steele who will be a guest on next week's show, by the way. 
Oh, excellent. Yeah, Matt, who uh, does a lot of um, simulator racing. And uh, and other things as well. I'll, uh, he sent us a, sent a bit of a biog. He's, he's had an interesting career. Even, in driving? Uh, in driving and, well, it even involves Wreck-It Ralph 2. Okay. Well, yeah, how exciting. <laughs> Stay tuned for that one. Yeah, so listen, listen out next week. Matt will be on the show, and I'm sure he'll have, uh, he'll have quite a lot of things to talk about. Um, so you have my attention, Mr. Steele, for next week. <laughs> before, so, he, before he became... No, well, you've gone again. You're still downloading that game, aren't you? No. Let's hope that's all he's downloading. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> you don't download porn anymore. It's the same as you don't download films. <laughs> you just download people's credit card details. <laughs> yeah, occasionally. <laughs> so we can we can rule out Austria being two ways round. Will they have two races in one weekend or two race weekends? But whichever way, I think we're looking at two day events. Not necessarily two days of racing, but I think it'll just be Saturday and Sunday. Certainly for the start of the season, they'll get rid of get rid of Fridays. We'll have a single practice session or maybe two practice sessions on a Saturday, qualifying Sunday, re- Sunday morning, race Sunday afternoon. What about the two races, though? In which case, single um, single practice. Didn't they say they were looking at three race, three day race weekends, though? Hasn't that already been said? Um, Ross, Ross Brown said he said both actually. I think they just generally you'd be looking at Friday, Friday practice with a uh, Friday practice with a qualifying session or um, fastest time from qualifying, then a race on Saturday if they're going to do full Grand Prix distances, mm-hmm. um, or qualifying on Saturday and a sprint race on Saturday. Because they could, they could do, a, they could end up doing a mix depending on what they need to get the races in. They might start off doing one race, one weekend, and then suddenly realise, oh, we're running out of track. Let's start running two, or let's, you know, do a shorter race weekend here so we can get onto somewhere else for next week. They might start mixing it up a bit. Do you think Ross yeah. Brown might use this to get his ideas through? Remember the ones he wanted to get through and. Um, the teams kind of went against the two race weekends and sprint races and stuff, didn't they, when he wanted to shake the, the race weekend up? Because he was going to do it like a, there was going to be a couple of like one-offs, wasn't there, this year that were, that were vetoed. But if, if, he's, if he can manage to slide it in to get um, the races in, then he could use this as a way to go, well, look, the, the fans thought this was great. You know, it's... Uh, you, if it picks TV audiences up as well, you know, it could it, he could use this to try and prove his point about shaking the weekend up. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, there's no real hard and fast rules this season for what they can do because at the moment all the teams are just like, tell us tell us where we're racing, tell us what we're doing, when to be when to be where, we'll turn up and we'll do it. Because they've even said all the teams have even said we won't even argue over the calendar. Just give it, work out a calendar, and we'll turn up at everything. Yeah, desperate to make money is what they're doing. Basically, yeah, because, all right, there's no attendance money and they're not going to sell any merch, but those logos that are on the car that are at the moment being seen by what employees are still working in the factory instead of being seen by millions of people on worldwide TV, that's the thing that makes the money. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is. It is the ideal opportunity to have a little bit of an experiment, and if it doesn't work, oh well, you've not fucked off a circuit full of fans. It's all right. Yeah, we're not. We're not going to get a repeat of Indianapolis 2005, where there was more crap on the track than there were fans in the stands by lap ten. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I think I think this season we're gonna we may well see new new developments, and it might be things that get brought in. Lee's had a good idea. Lee sometimes good has idea. good ideas. I've <laughs> saved Formula One on this program many times. I think the thing is, Lee has lots of ideas. Every now and then, one of them will stick. Yeah, just that, by sheer quantity. Probably... You can yeah. shoot. You can shoot more with a shotgun than you can with a catapult. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, when, we've all gone quiet. I've oh, got a cat in my throat. That kind of doesn't help. Better than, better than well, it's not slightly furry than a frog in your throat. Now, hang on a sec. Yeah, I've got to say, I've heard the saying that I've got a frog in my throat. That means you need to cough or clear your throat. Appropriately, this was literally the, the phrase. I've got a cat in my throat. Yeah, this was Bruno stood with his ass facing me, running his tail back and forth along my throat. It was I felt quite threatened. It was like in a throat slitting manner. Yeah, or fair he just enough. didn't Good know what his tail uh... was doing. I suspect that might be more accurate. Yeah, that, that... Good job. There's no razors on those cattails. <laughs> <laughs> Dizzy hasn't found a way of putting them there yet, yeah. but yeah, give it time. So what innovations do you think we'll get? Sprint races and feature races. Do you think we'll do anything with qualifying? Like maybe a knockout format where after about five minutes the slowest car gets eliminated from the, uh, from the qualifying now. session and then you know, they, yeah. they fill the grid from the back, back upwards because that's, that's never been tried before because those few races where it happened, it never happened. We weren't watching those at the time. God, that was painful. Uh, I still, I still think there is something in that, and they changed it too quickly. They should have just stuck to that for the season, and then changed it like after after the year was out. It was badly, just, it was badly thought out in the first place. Yeah, I think they thought it would just be like people. Well, they thought it would be more entertaining because like, ooh, because people will be going for the fastest lap, so there'll be always cars on track. And then, in actual fact, what the teams did was went out, did a quick lap, and just went, yeah, third is okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What it should have been is like the full-on knockout thing where you, where all the cars like went out from fastest practice time to slowest practice time. Then the bottom two cars were knocked out after a certain period. So you'd constantly have the last two cars fighting with each other to stay in qualifying. Like a qualifying race. Yeah. Uh, that 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 might work, but again, it was down to well, it was Bernie's had an idea. Quick, let's implement it before we try it out in anything else. Oh, it didn't work. Oh, it was somebody else's fault. Absolutely, that's absolutely what it was. But um, I think uh, I think if we're going to have any changes for qualifying, it will just be that we don't have qualifying, and the fastest times from the FP one and FP two are taken as qualifying. So sort of mix the mix the qualifying and practice sessions all into one, and it's in your interest to get some track time in and get as good a time as possible. 
Yeah, well, when you when you actually think about it, there's no point in having qualifying. We you could you if it would be much better if we had a sprint race on Saturday than a than a qualifying session, because if you had it during practice, the teams would just work it into their practice schedules. That right, we know where we are with the car. The last twenty minutes of FP two is qualifying time where we try we try and get we go for qualifying um you, you'll probably find teams would put a banker in you know early on like uh, um the end of fp1 for instance mercedes would put a lap in that they know is going to be top five worthy um but yeah I, I just don't i don't see the point in qualifying if you're looking at it from the entertainment aspect a, a sprint race would always be better than qualifying. Yeah, I think the, the only the only issue with that is they would have to change the rules regarding engine parts. Yeah, probably. How so? Unless they only go out and do four or five laps in qualifying, don't they? Q1, as you were saying then, Q1, Hamilton will go out, he'll put in one lap, they'll come in again, that's it. He knows that lap's good enough to go through. Q2, he'll go out again and he'll put in maybe two two runs maybe in Q2. Uh, so what's that? That's six laps, maybe two flying laps. And then he'll go out and he'll do another two in Q3. Uh, so he's done a total of five flying laps, uh, like 15 laps in total. What you know, Five warm-ups, five flyers and five cool-downs. And it, you're not going to get a sprint race in in, in 15 laps with you know less than five flying laps in it so you, you, your car parts are going to wear out quicker so you'd have to jig around with the engine parts etc so to have the same to keep it with the same number of engine parts what you would actually have to do is get the full full grand prix distance for a single race and have one third of it for a sprint race and two thirds for a feature race yeah maybe yeah that would be the that would be that would be the only way that you could actually have it without increasing the number of components that were available to teams. I mean, yeah, you'd save money tires, wouldn't I wouldn't think. You? Would you, you though? Could, um, if you worked qualifying into the or into the, what you've already got for um, for testing, so you'd essentially save all your qualifying tires. But if it's a, and if it's a sprint race, I mean, what would you what would you need? Like a set of the softs and the set and a set of the hards sat there. You, you probably you wouldn't have a pit stop in it. I probably I wouldn't imagine if it's just a sprint race. Well, if you take take it the way that F two does the sprint race. The sprint race there isn't a compulsory pit stop, and yeah. uh, you've got a free tire choice. So the teams usually go for the harder of the available compounds that weekend, so that they don't have to make a stop. Some, you know, some teams try and push it with a softer tyre. But you've got three compounds available and most teams usually end up going for the hardest one. In the feature race, it's, um, there is a compulsory pit stop and that we're using two of the available tyre compounds. So, yeah, you'd save on tyres, but then wear and, te- wear and tear on other parts. You're looking at um, you know, all your power unit components... Um, gearboxes, uh, radiators, you know, bodywork. What if, what if you what if you crash in the first race of the weekend? You've got to rebuild the car. 
You would definitely still yes, be using a qualifying tire as well, because mm. if you're incorporating quali into practice and you're having maybe a 20-minute, what is now the the qualifying simulation in practice, you would want a good tire yeah. for that. Yeah, because I mean, one qualifying run takes it out, takes it takes it out of a set of tires. Mm. You, you so don't... yeah, if you're spending 20 minutes doing that, you are probably going to burn through a couple of sets of tires. Mm. Yeah, I mean, different loads I suppose as well the... on gearboxes, suspension, and things. Yeah, I suppose the thing would be is if you're the the idea the idea for any of these changes is to get um is to get eyes back on the sport, and I think that that's the thing with I've, I've seen the way, I've seen the way our listener numbers are going. We could do with getting ears back on it as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you could. Yeah, but you'd like to think that your um your sprint race would draw more people than. The qualifying session. So hopefully, if you can get more eyes back to the sport, then you could have um, you'd be getting more television money for the teams. So hopefully, any 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 extra expenditures that have to go into the teams are like are compensated. Yeah, I think with with something like that, though, I think I don't want to say it, cause it sounds too predictable, but it would all depend on what Ferrari wanted. I don't mm. think so. I think Ferrari's bluff's being called. No, fuck them. <laughs> yeah, no. This is the F1 we can it, get on board with. <laughs> rather than, uh, rather, even if you just take Flood's little um, Twitter <coughs> Twitter um, poll out. Which is yeah, basically was, uh, three to one. Yeah, but that was the whole, if you read any comment section on any of the Formula One things, be it ESPN or Sky or um, our Facebook page or any any anything I looked at on Twitter, it was all very similar, where the only people that said uh, Formula One couldn't survive without, um, without Ferrari had exceptionally, like, Italian-sounding names... Or when you were on their profiles, a picture of Michael Schumacher in red overalls as their profile picture. <laughs> it, it was only the Ferrari superfans that cared. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to see Ferrari. Sorry, go on, Paul. I was going to say, I was, I was, I was say that, that that is the situation with any sort of news story about Ferrari. Anyway, you know, a Ferrari driver does something does something wrong. A large number of people say. Yes, a Ferrari driver did something wrong. All the Ferrari super fans go, "No, somebody ran into him." Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I don't want to see Ferrari not in Formula One. I do want to see Ferrari in Formula One. Um, I appreciate what they've done for the sport and the fact that they're the only continuous team since day one. But the they also cannot hold the sport to ransom with this like well you can't have Formula 1 without Ferrari yes you can and if Ferrari decide that the new rules aren't for them let them go just let them go I can't remember who it was they said um, it really would come to a question of do F1 want Ferrari to stay or do they want a six team grid because with, uh, without, it was Dan. Was it, was it actually Dan? Good lord! No, Dan. He said I. He said I would prefer. I said I. I, I don't. Want, he said I don't want Ferrari to leave, but I would prefer uh, four. If four teams who want to compete were at the back. back let me just see if I can find his actual tweet. Give me a second. 
You don't have to search back too far. He doesn't tweet all that often. We are trying to get him nah. back. We are trying to get him back on the show at some point. He's just locked in a. He's just locked it's in a, a bunker somewhere. It does take a whole year to actually organise a wedding. You know this, right? Like every living second. Well, yes. And what a year to try and do it as well. Well, he's 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 been locked away, so it's fine. Uh, let's have a look. I cannot find Dan's tweet. I can't. Oh, there we go. Losing, Here we are. losing Ferrari would be bad for F1, but so would losing four of the mid slash back of the grid teams. It's a tough choice. Yeah, I found it just exactly the same time. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's. I can't argue with that. It's in fact I liked that tweet because Dan is right. <laughs> yeah, the the problem is, I mean, this 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 is all down to further reducing the budget cap because the last last budget cap discussions, which were last week, was about actually knocking it down to a hundred million a year. From where is it at the moment? Is it down to one hundred and thirty-five. I think I'm that's not sure. Off the top 175, isn't it? I've, I've, I, I've, I've, lost, I've lost track with what um, Zach Brown and Andres Seidel are saying because they, they wanted to lower it even further than it currently is. And it's Ferrari that are kicking off saying, no, we want to be able to spend much more money because we've got much more money or we have much more money available to spend. And everyone else is saying, "Well, you're gonna you're gonna be out there on your own spending that amount." Knowing Ferrari, they'd probably put it all into something that didn't work, the way that the way that Ferrari usually go. Let's be honest. Yeah, and you know, I th- is the rest of F1 trying to hold an intervention? So, look, Ferrari, we really love you, but you're doing it to yourself. Almost, I think. <laughs> I think uh, Formula One's holding an intervention to try and save the likes of Williams. And Haas. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they are, they are the two teams who are monumentally up in the air. Well, the futures are monumentally up in the air at the moment just because of funding and financing. But Liberty did release, what was it, 1.4, 1.2 billion into F1 this week, which is going directly to the teams, but it's only in advance uh-huh. on payments. Because it's not that, a bad thing. It's a good thing to to release, you know, early money if they've got it. Yeah, because what Liberty have done is um, some corporate juggling around and moved their ownership of Live Nation ticket agency into a different part of the organisation to free up cash. Right. Which I only found out recently that Liberty actually own Live Nation, so that's why you pay a. 50 quid surcharge on every F1 ticket you buy. So this is just uh-huh, generically because some... Because it goes straight back to them. So this is just some creative accounting. Yes. Uh-huh. But it does free the money up, and that money is that money is going straight to the teams. So that should alleviate any immediate cash flow worries and hopefully give enough stability until... We can actually see cars on track and teams can start to get sponsorship payments back in. Mm-hmm. Because I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure a standard sponsorship contract <coughs> with, uh, with a racing team has got a clause where we will pay you if we get so much media exposure. Yeah. Yeah, and they're not getting the media exposure. They're not going to get paid, are they? Yeah. 
So, you know, what, what's otherwise it's just a sponsor giving an F1 team some money and saying, well, show, show our logo if you fancy. And exposure breeds more sponsors usually as well, don't you? As soon as someone has a randomly good race, the next race you turn around and they've got about three or four new logos on the car. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, we we saw that happen with Force India after Physicaler in Belgium. Mm-hmm. All of a and sudden, Braun. Um, yeah, Braun started with um, started with Virgin as their only sponsor, and by the end of the season, there was more logos on the car and actual clothing deals. Mm-hmm. Perez's podium for Sauber as well. I think the next day they had some massive tie-in with Chelsea. Yes, yeah, that's yeah, that's that's what brought them on. So there's all that Russian money out there. That you've got to want it. You've got to yeah. you've got to catch their eye. <laughs> it is it is available, but you've got to be seen. <laughs> I think the thing is as well. Like it's, there's been nothing happening. Like like the, the world has stopped for like a cut of almost what two months now people are going to want something when this happens again so if if we can get some racing the eyes on it are going to be huge because like there's been no motorsport for instance and it looks like formula one might end up being the only sort of like professional motorsport that actually gets anything done this year um I think I think DTM are possibly looking to do something but Audi have announced today they're pulling out. They have, which is not good for DTM because it means there's only yeah. BMW left. But those the seven people that watch DTM, they'll be made up. <laughs> <laughs> the World Rally Championship got a few rounds in, didn't it? Was it three rounds I think they got in before this yeah, uh they had to, they before ended up COVID having to, shut the world down. They ended up having to cut the ironically sponsored Corona Mexico rally short because oh, of yeah. the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> Very unfortunate. And British Touring Cars is looking at hosting behind closed doors meetings in August. Did they get as far yeah. as having a media day, if I remember, and then... They had a media day, and then they said they were definitely going to have testing, which was scheduled for... I think it was the day before the UK went into lockdown, but they uh-huh. still claimed that it was going ahead, and they were letting going to let crowds into Silverstone. It's not an essential yeah. journey. I, no. I still stand by, by it, though, that the... Formula One is still the only one that you think of as like a real televised motorsport. There, you know, it's rally is something you see on a highlight package at four o'clock in the morning. Oh yeah, on mm. Channel yeah, Five. No... Yeah, I... you know, it's uh, be like the um, this the the British touring cars. I mean, fucking hell, that's like Schrodinger's motorsport now. Does it even really happen if you're not there? I think it's on like ITV4 or something. I think it's it's one of these that it has it has less profile than the TT highlights. Well, that's really sad because British touring cars. I used to Was watch amazing. live touring cars. Yeah, in the uh, and I'm not looking back with rose tinted glasses here, but in the nineties when. Uh, Things, back, back when, when everything was in low better. definition. Yeah, exactly. That's you the modern know, equivalent but... of back in the old days when everything was black and white. Yeah. Okay, but TV but, I mean, was better when it was I, square. I can't name any drivers right now in the British Touring Car Championship other than I don't even know Jason Plater still does it. I think he does. I think he's just a permanent fixture. Okay, so Jason Plato. Does Tom, in the Tom 90s, Chilton Gabri- turn up there? Is he is he one of the current batch? Yes. Yeah, th- yeah, I think he's, he's still up. We're up to two. <laughs> two. Is, uh, <laughs> is 
The Ham- o- is um, Hamilton's brother doing it now? Uh, yes, he yeah. Do the Clio Cup. No, it was three. It, it was it was scheduled to start in oh, British okay. touring cars this year because okay. he's got he's got sponsorship from Rocket. Of course, he has. Yes. Yeah. So we're up to three. I'm trying to find a list. The thing is, I in the 90s you had people like Gabriele Tarquini, who was in Formula One. He was a Formula One driver who so was considered amongst the top 24 drivers in the of the, in the world for a, a small period of 92-ish, something like that. Right up there with Uki and then he went, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then he went to go, and then he became British Touring Car driver, and I think I'm pretty sure he won the British Touring Car Championship the year that he was in British Touring Cars. It, there, there were names that w- w- would come in and, and go. I mean, Nigel Mansell was a British touring cars in the late nineties. Okay, he was well past his peak, um, you know, and was on his way sort of back down the ladder. But he, he still gave it a good go racing in British touring cars. That there were names that you knew from either coming up the ranks or going back down the ranks, or you know, would make sideways moves. Um, from other touring car race um, championships that, that you would recognise. Now there's just there's there's hardly anyone. We've just managed to name three yeah. drivers. I don't. Th- I've got the list in have front you, of me. Aside, do you recognise many three, others? There's like the odd one that I sort of recognise because I've probably seen someone retweet them on Twitter. But actually, if you just said the name to me without any context, I'd have been nah, don't know. However. There is one name that's caught my eye just because it's a fucking good name. Uh, Senna Proctor. Senna Proctor? Senna Proctor. That is a wonderful name. His dad apparently is a former British Touring Car Championship. No, no, that's his page. Former Rallycross champion, Mark Proctor. Oh, not Prost Proctor. Yeah, sorry, not a champion, just a general competitor. Because his his name is almost uh, you know the greatest Formula yeah. One battle of the late eighties. <laughs> it is. It's it's good name. Uh, I think the other the other missing fact from British touring cars as well is it was that like not only was the racing good and you had some characters in the sport, it was the last time that like saloon cars were cool. You know you had the, yeah uh, the. Ford Mondeo when that was that came out and the uh, Vauxhall Renault Vauxhall Vectra. yeah the these were all cars that were cool cars still big cars but more importantly they right, they were they were achievable cars you know yeah, you, you could, could go, go and out buy, and buy one, one. yeah <laughs> absolutely or in, the, or in the case of most of them the, if the, if you were related to a sales rep they owned one up until yeah. up until yeah. last year, Mark Blundell was doing the uh, British touring cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly on, Moto MotoGP is optimistic of a July start as well with a ten race season. I'll believe that, that when it. Good. I'll believe that, that when does it happens. Sound optimistic. I would say <laughs> that is the correct word. What about? What about? I know it's not it's not particularly <coughs> global, um, but we, we've just talked about British touring cars. Obviously, sports that are very centric to us that we don't get to see on TV very often anymore. But when it comes to like global sports, what about the American sports, IndyCar and like NASCAR and stuff? Do they get global coverage, or is it mainly just the US and then nobody outside America really watches it? It's the niche channels, isn't it? What is it? Is it Premier Sports? We Pre- get it. On? Premier Sports has got NASCAR. I mean, Sky Sports F1 is showing That's IndyCar. True, yes. And they've been showing the IndyCar e-races as well, which have been the best covered of all the races, all the virtual racing so far this year. 
Um, yeah, I mean, NAS- NASCAR has always been a little bit sort of hit and miss over it because it's never really had serious coverage. IndyCar, they've had, they've had races outside the USA, which has helped their exposure. And... But it's not a global sport like we were saying. You know, Formula One is it broadcasts all over the world. IndyCar doesn't get that kind of exposure. No, it's it's available to watch if you know where to find it. I think Alonso has helped the last couple of years. Mm. Well, yeah, Mansell helped as well, didn't he? When he went in nineteen ninety three, um, obviously the the Italians loved Mansell because of his of his time at Ferrari, and. Um, yeah, a, lot, a huge British uh, interest in IndyCar suddenly, and if it, for one season in like '93, I think it was. But then again, for uh, I think the only time I, I paid attention to IndyCar after that was when I heard that Jacques Villeneuve was taking um, a seat at Williams, and I was just like, "Who the hell is this Jacques Villeneuve?" And I remember switching on an IndyCar race to to, to find out who he was, and he finished like twelfth. <laughs> <or something. laughs> I was just. Like, <laughs> I was like, this guy's shit, which clearly wasn't true. But... <laughs> and then I heard his album and I thought, this guy's shit. And he clearly was. <laughs> Maybe he just hasn't made the right album yet. Let's the, hope he never gets a chance that. to try again. <laughs> Anyone thinking of putting Don't Say It Baby in the comments? Yeah, go on. Fill your boots. Um, yeah, I think, it, I think IndyCar... If, if, IndyCar and NASCAR can actually get something get something started again, but because the situation in the US is just um, it depends where you are in the country because the US is that big that different regions have got you know different um, different levels of cases of COVID, and it's you know it it's hard to say you know can we restart the series? You know we can be in California one week and we can be in Wisconsin the next and the situation between those two states it's like the difference between here and Greece yeah yeah so it, you know it's it's going to be it's going to be a tricky one i mean when when every when every sport was shutting down in, both india and nascar said they were going to run the next couple of races behind closed doors to see how it went and then just decided that Everything had to. Everything got cancelled, and again, it would it would be a shame if we didn't see those resume this year. I think more, more so, more so with IndyCar because we just want to find out: is the McLaren going to be any good? Somebody back me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Yeah, we, we 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 had an inkling, didn't we, in testing? But I mean, we can't. We can't tell anything from testing. We're still waiting for that first race where we can tell, you know, where everybody sort of sits. I meant the, you know, I meant the, I meant the, I meant the McLaren Indy car, the Muck Indy. Oh, I see. Got you. You know, that's that's well, that, we we, well, we know even less about that, really, don't we? So. Yeah, I don't, um, <laughs> yeah, we you know we got we got to see we got to see next next to nothing. Hope hopefully they will find a way of coming back, but again, it just depends on. Whatever happens in the US, and it's you know it's not our place to comment because we don't we don't know the situation. We only get it reported secondhand, as it were. Yeah, uh, that's that's a fairly good call. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're, you know, we're being sort of 
as pragmatic as I can about this, yeah, we all want to we all want to see motorsport again. You know, that's that's why that's why we're sat here. But we don't want to we don't want to see. This sounds bizarre, but we don't want to see put people putting their lives at risk to put motorsport on, even though no. by nature of motorsport it's risky. So you don't want to increase that risk level. Yeah, I, I was thinking about this the other day, actually, because uh, I've read that they were talking about separating teams, aren't they? You know, so like teams can't mingle with each other in the paddock. Yeah. Uh, and th- then I thought, well, you, I, I know you've got a sponsorship thing. So how many of how, how many of the sponsors have to go there? You know, how many of your corporate tickets actually need to be given for paddock access? And then the other thing I thought was. Should Formula One ban media access to these races as well? Oh, if you talk about limiting people, yeah, that's that's what's going to be happening. There's going to be no sponsorship access, no paddock access. If you are not there to do a job related to putting a car on the track, or being a medic, or being a marshal, or being an official, then there's no access at all. Media, it's going to be cut down to TV crews and one um, one interviewer. And one camera crew, so that F1 TV that that will that will be it. You know, there'll be there'll yeah. be no local broadcasters there. It will just be the barest minimum of. The, I read something last week that they reckon a race at Silverstone can be done with six cameras. Interesting. Yeah, um, six cameras on the track, and then. One remotely operated pit lane camera. It would be the sky cam on the wire, and then the helicopter probably the helicopter. The helicopter helicopter shots, of course. Yeah, or do it with a drone rather than a helicopter. Possibly, and one handheld roving camera for um, press conference and driver interviews, and drivers will be interviewed in sequence. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And even even the questions it's would... It's Kimmy's dream. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I've left you on mute. <laughs> Racing without the media and no fans. It's exactly what Kimmy Raikkonen wanted all along. <laughs> Although apparently apparently drones, drones don't stay up long enough. Thank you, Matt. Oh. Um, but a, helico- a helicopter Has... would have to be the one. Yeah. Has anyone seen the Lewis Hamilton meme yet? With uh, Lewis Hamilton, it's Lewis Hamilton at Silverstone saying the British Grand Prix has the best seats in the world. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you reckon he'll? Um, we'll get we'll get to Austria. We'll get the first race. He'll get pearl. This circuit's got the best TV audience in the world. <laughs> I reckon. I reckon he'll try and crowd surf at Silverstone, totally forgetting there's no crowd, and just and just plant it. <laughs> No, that's absolutely what Grosjean will do. He will get his first win and then try and jump off the podium. <laughs> I mean, oh, it's taken a, his breath away. Social distance podium would be amazing. The social distance podium where they all have to stand two metres apart. Grosjean's got no one anywhere near him. Now, if this doesn't, this doesn't give Kimmy more of an incentive than not being interviewed. I don't no know one, what does. No one comes near him and his champagne bottle. It's all his. Roman Grosjean's been social distancing from the podium since Lotus. <laughs> um, so we're looking more positive than we were this time last week. 
I think yeah, so. It was all through I, I... cancellations, wasn't it, last week? And this week we've put together a calendar. Yeah. Well, I've put together a calendar ish <laughs> sort of. But yeah, I think I think there's there is definitely uh, definitely a bit of hope. We've actually managed to get n- just about an hour out of news. Good lord. I think a that... live tweet. Yeah, I've th- live tweet. Gotta tweet it now. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's that's probably you know, that that's a record for the first time first time since pre season testing. We've mm. had an hour's worth of Ooh, um, there was one other bit of sort of F one ish news. Um, although it's it's more of a sort of like good newsy story, um, Mario Azola, who is the head of Pirelli, in his previous life he was a paramedic, and since Australia didn't happen, he has been volunteering with the Italian ambulance service, which I can only imagine is pretty intense. Wow! So he has compl- in, as a volunteer yeah. driver and general well, tell ambulance well, dog yeah. body. I'll tell you what, if an, an ambulance awesome. needed a tire change, he's your oh, man. Yeah. That's the one to go to. So yeah, well done to him. Ah, oh, that that is that is amazing. Um, Lee. Yes. What proximity are you into your iPad? Uh, but uh, I'm pretty socially distant from it, to be honest. But I do have a phone. In that That'll case, do it. in that case, do you want to get the shunt up on the phone? As long as it is a phone yes. from your household. Right. <laughs> <I> am... <laughs> With his browsing history. I am make- oh, man. I am making I sure had- I'm making sure that I've not got Discord open so I can't see um can't see anyone in the comments. For about the fourth oh. time in this podcast I have a cat on my lap at an uncomfortable angle. Is the cat gonna help you with the total shunt? Probably that is the question. Not. I don't think you've had this one. Oh, I'm gonna have to stop tweeting mid tweet. Okay. Oh. Yes, no screen. No screen. Uh I was born. Oh, sorry. He, uh, oh, yeah. yeah who's it from? Who sended it in? Have we had one from Baz Verbank yet? Or Baz Verbeek? Ba- Baz, <laughs> Baz Verbeek. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, do you know what? We're going to rename this. Uh, we're going to rename this. It's not going to be Who's a Turtle Shunt anymore. It's Do You Want Lee to Liquidise Your Surname? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's... I mean, let, let's 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 be perfectly honest here. The the worst thing you can do is have someone that's dyslexic start trying to read your name, especially if you come from a country that said dyslexic is very far away from. Um, but uh, Baz Verbeek, no, we haven't, but we've seen a lot of tweets from him, and I think he's an occasional uh, Formula League competitor. Yeah, someone someone else lost out here because I had a different one, and I closed my phone and it's disappeared. So I'll just root that back. one out again. I was born Yay. in 1972. Okay. Right, damn it. So that means it's not Yarno Trolley. Because for, no. any, because for anyone, anyone, <laughs> anyone who watched the pub quiz on Saturday night, I, I kind of rewrote the question just to include the I was born. <laughs> and he was born in 1974. So this is the one 30, no, 48 this year. Yes. Just want to say a massive thanks to Sean for helping us out with the pub quiz on Saturday. That was um, it was very entertaining. Really good fun. We should do another at some point. Yeah, maybe maybe not this weekend, but maybe next weekend. I really enjoyed joining in with everybody on like the on the YouTube chat as well Um, because I didn't have to worry about what I was saying or you know (laughs) that was just like ah I've had too many beers and I'm answering questions. It was it was (laughs) fun for me anyway. Just like just like being at a pub quiz. Yes. Don't worry about what you're saying anyway. It's very freeing. 
Um, oh, yeah, OK, so it's somebody who is 48 this year. Next clue. I made my debut in, ra- in car racing in 1989. OK. okay. So, at 17. I won the German F3 Championship in 1992. German Formula Ralph Schumacher? Could be about the right age. About, yeah, about right. Yeah, he's three years younger than Michael. So did I, did, I say for, did I say Formula 2 then? I think you said F3. Formula 3. All right, so I, I thought, yeah, that's right. I thought I said Formula 2 for a second. Yeah, uh, Brother brother the Ralph. Ralph the, the, Ralph. the Ralph of Schumacher's. And why I not? came sec. Oh, sorry, yeah, I need a guess, don't I? Come on. That was a Ralph guess. Ralph of Schumacher's. That, that, that was a guess. That, oh, that... Are you go- yeah, well, well, we've not mentioned you... anyone else, have we? That was the Ralph of guesses. <laughs> You're going for the Ralph. Right, great. Um, I came second to Olivier Panis in 1993 F3000 Championship. 1993. <clears throat> Jean-Louis Delatrez. About the right time, mm, possibly. Uh, Jean Christophe Bouillon, yeah, another good shout, another great French name that starts with Jean. Yep, <laughs> or as um, with, with your with your old translation game, John Christopher Soup, yes, nice. <laughs> yeah. We haven't played the translation game for a long time, <laughs> depending on how, how long the delays go on, it might need a resurrection, <laughs> yeah. Right, next clue. Uh, 1993 was a busy year for me, as I also made my F1 debut, scoring a point in my career. Now, I've said it how that's written, so I don't know whether said man scored a point on his debut Uh and did one race and scored a point, or whether he scored one point through his whole career. I don't know. Can you just re... Read that question again for me, sorry, Lee. I just, but part of it didn't make sense. I made my F1 debut in 1993, scoring one point in my career. So that's it that. does feel like the word debut is missing off the end of that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying, mm. to, just trying to think who, who... Who debuted. Who debuted and who scored a point in there. <laughs> I'll I'll help as much as I can here because I don't really know, but I know the name, and it, the name doesn't strike me as a person that only scored a single point. Okay, so somebody somebody who um, webbed it basically, yeah, or at least maybe maybe he did more races in 1993 and scored like one point over the course of that year uh, i don't hang, know. Yeah, hang on a second. No, in the Jan no, again. no J, J Mag only had one race in his debut season okay in a McLaren. yeah he stood in for yeah he stood in for somebody i think it was the french grand prix that year uh, and he ran 10th for most of the race i don't know if he scored a point i think it was a magni corps in france yeah, J-, J Mag is a possibility. It's about the right age as well. <clears throat> um, do you need another guess on this one, or have we got another clue before? I need another guess. Should we go J Mag? Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? 
I drove for two F1 teams. McLaren and Stewart. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Ralph Schumacher drove for Several. Williams, yeah, Jordan. A few, a few more. Williams, Jordan, and uh, Toyota. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, Toyota. He, he about Toyota. talking about. You got arrows as well, haven't you? For um, Verstappen. Oh, oh, sorry, you didn't say Verstappen. Oh, Verstappen. No, 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 we said we said Mag. Wrong, wrong dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, still, still could could well be J Mag. Uh, I took part in the 2000 and 2001 DTM season for the Rosberg team. Now, well, J-Mag has done every series ever. Now, the Rosberg team, was that uh, German or was it Finnish or was it Monegasque or was it Rosbergian? I mean, if it was in DTM, it might have been German. Heavily, heavily <laughs> sponsored... <laughs> by Marlborough, because that's who Keke was sponsored by, and that could have been the connection that got J-Mag with McLaren, because that was, 93 was the end of the McLaren, uh, Marlborough McLaren era. I'm still thinking possibly J-Mag. Number eight. I crashed at the 1994 Imola Grand Prix. JJ Leto, Pedro Lamy, Rubens Barrichello, Roland Ratzenberger and Etten Senna were the people who crashed at the 1994 Imola Grand Prix. Mm. Could we look at JJ Leto? It depends if we're talking about at the Grand Prix weekend or in the Grand Prix specifically, because obviously if it was specifically in the race, that takes out Barrichello and Barrichello. Ratzenberger. And Ratzenberger, yeah. Well, Ratzenberger was like, I think he was 30... Seven, something like that, when he when he crashed, mm-hmm. um, he, he was he was quite a bit older than maybe not even that old, but he, he he's he would be older than forty eight now, put it that way. Yeah. Um, even given the even given the due diligence that our world class shunters put into these uh, uh, quizzes, I don't think anybody would be would be cruel enough to uh, to not put it as like over the weekend. You know, and, and keep it as like a Friday or something. I'm always I'm always looking for the loopholes. So, so yeah, um, we know it's we know it's not Senna. We know it's uh-huh. not Barrichello. We know it's not Ratzenberger. So we're pretty sure that puts it down to Leto or Lamy. Now, JJ Leto drove for Benetton, and struggling. Tyrrell wasn't it? Was he was he in a Tyrrell at one point? Terry, I, I got a feeling JJ later went on and drove uh, an entirely um, white car, but that uh, that's Tyrrell, and there was another car roughly around about the same time that was also just bright white and that wasn't Stewart. Well, Stewart didn't. There were a few... Stewart didn't make the debut until '97. Yeah, well, Tyrrell was bright white roughly around '96, '97. Pedro Lamy. I've got a vague memory of him being in Minardi and Sauber, and I can't think of anything else. He'd be about the right age as well, I think, wouldn't he? Yeah. I got a feeling. Yeah, I don't know. I think Leto might have scored a point on his debut. I don't know. Yeah, because he he was always knocking. He was always sort of knocking around Benetton. He was he was like fourth driver for. A good couple of seasons when they used to go through drivers at an alarming rate. 
usually because I will remind you, you have two questions left. Yep. Let's have those. Uh, let's have those clues then. Uh, I competed in the Le Mans nineteen times with the best, uh, with the best second place and one class win. Could be either late le- to allow me because I'm sure both of them have done it. But nineteen goes at Le Mans. That is impressive. It's a lot. Towards JJ Leto. I was going to say, Lamy is definitely, oh, has definitely been a, a big regular at the Le Mans. Mm. So I, think, I think he's in, like, GT Amateur these days, isn't he? I think he does knock around someone with money in, as, like, the, the talented one in their team. Yeah. Maybe it's more likely to be Lamy then. Mm. Clue number 10. Uh, I was a pallbearer at Senna's funeral. Um... I want to. Say, I want to say Pedro Lamy. I of the of the two that we're sort of. Like, I think back so. Forth, yeah. Shall we go for it? Pedro Lamy is Portuguese, I think, he so is. he will have spoken Portuguese. So it may have been a good friend of Senna, who obviously being Brazilian will have spoken Portuguese. Mm-hmm. Um, the pallbearers that I can recall from Senna's funeral: Gianna Lacy, Alan Prost. <coughs> I think Gerhard Berger may have been one as well. Should we go for Pedro? There's neither of those. Go for Pedro Lamy. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Are you Pedro Lamy? I am Pedro Lamy. Well done, Flood. Yes. <laughs> and thank you very much, Baz, for sending that one in. That was uh, that was a good one. And after last week's, I am so fucking relieved we got that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the last couple as well, because the, the last few have been really hard, haven't they? But that was that was just a nice difficulty level. That. Yeah, good amount of challenge. Yeah, not entirely certain until the last clue. Which is good. Yeah, we don't, you know, we don't, we don't want to all be Sean Kelly and get it on clue number one. I was born. Yeah. Oh, yep, got it. <laughs> well, no, he, he, he struggled, didn't he, on Saturday night with how many race wins Damon Hill had had? Yes. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, quite, I was quite surprised at that one. Is it 18? It was 22. No. Oh, was 22. it? Wow. Yeah, it was, uh, it was 22. So, yeah, we'll do, we'll, do, um, we'll do, another, do another online quiz in a couple of weeks. But in the meantime, how do you send in a total shunt? You can tweet me at a total shunt uh, in a private... Oh, he's gone. Oh, he's disappeared. In a private message to at a total shunt on Twitter and on Instagram. Is he back? Thank you. Are you back yet? Oh, you're back now. And if you want to get hold of the rest of us, uh, you can get the show at Three Legs, Four Wheels on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And the rest of us individually are... At Sean Cowper. At Flood21. And at Pablo100. Um, right, swift jump cut. I'm going to make a noise. So I've got a marker on here, so I haven't done the Formula Lee yet, so that's coming in here. One thing that I didn't say earlier was uh, we've not decided on the race for the watch party this week. Um, due to F1 TV having a general lack of full races on at the minute for some reason, how about... We'll go a little bit more recent. Probably the most exciting race of last year, and we'll do the 2019 German Grand Prix, and we'll do that on Discord at 8 o'clock UK time, Thursday night. Right, Formula Lee, just a quick uh, quick one from the Chinese race. It was in the dry and it was in the brawn. Uh, just run down to the quick top five. Fifth was Amos Menon with 132.539. 
Fourth, Julian McMahon Hyde, 132.468. Top three, Adam Smith in third, 132.430. Second place, Alessandro Popolani, 131.956. And winning it this week was Callum Graham with a time of 131.856. I'll put the full results on the website, threelegsfourwheels.com. Look on the game section and Formula E 2020 is on there. And the next race, well, we're going uh, we're going through the game. So let's have it at Baku. And uh, in honour of one of the greatest drives at the Azerbaijan circuit that we've seen, we're paying tribute here to uh, Mahiva Raganathan, and it's going to be in the 2019 F2 cars and it's going to be the MP Motorsport one that he so famously managed to do the 97-point turn with. Another two-week challenge. You've got until 7 o'clock UK time on the 11th of May to get it into us. And that's this week's Formula Lee results and next week's challenge. Um, if you want to get in touch with uh, want to get in touch with us by email and you're all old school like that, then uh, threelegsfourwheels at gmail.com. And if you want to be able to listen to the show live or listen to it a couple of days early, just go to patreon.com slash wheels. sign up there from as little as $1 a month. And I just want to say, as I do every week, a huge thank you to everyone that's pledged and donated and to all the new patrons that have joined us in April. I think there's, there's about another 22, 23 people joined, uh, joined Patreon to keep us going. In, uh, That's in the amazing. last, yeah, thank in the you last four weeks, uh, yeah, you know, huge thank you from all of us. Um, right, we will be back next week. I would have thought if you're we on, will Dis- indeed. If you're on, uh, if you're on the Discord channel, stick around. We'll uh, we'll have a chat with you after the show, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you next week. And obviously, if there's any news in the meantime, we'll get it tweeted out. We'll get it on Facebook, and if anything comes out. Between Monday when we record this and on Wednesday when it gets generally released, this will be a show with an added jump cut. Absolutely. These things happen. Uh, But until then, stay safe and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Later. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.